Good morning, everyone. Well, I want to start this morning with a, a, a clip from a TV show. Stranger Things, of course. Um, <laughs> knew that was coming. So it's a show about junior high kids growing up. Well, by, by later in the show, they're high school kids. And in the scene you're about to see, they've just been in the basement playing a game. It's a game they've been in the basement playing since they were in junior high. But today, the magic's just kind of over. Uh, some of them are starting to get girlfriends. And the things they did as kids just don't hold the same weight they used to. They feel their friendships starting to break down, which leads to the confrontation that you're going to see here. Will, come on. You can't leave. It's raining. Listen, I said I was sorry, all right? It's a cool campaign. It's really cool. We're just not in the mood right now. Yeah, Mike. That's the problem. You guys are never in the mood anymore. You're ruining our party. That's not true. Really? Where's Dustin right now? See? You don't know and you don't even care. And obviously he doesn't either and I don't blame him. You're destroying everything and for what? So you can swap spit with some stupid girl? Elle's not stupid. It's not my fault you don't like girls. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Okay? But we're not kids anymore. I mean, what did you think, really? That we were never going to get girlfriends? That we were just going to sit in my basement all day and play games for the rest of our lives? Yeah. I guess I did. I really did. Will. Will! Will, come on! I'm afraid for a lot of us here this morning that uh, the magic of friendship does feel like something from some past time. And what I want to share with you this morning, what I want to share with everyone, but what I especially want to share with men this morning, is that it does not have to be that way. A God can give you the magic of friendship again. And he wants to because friends are important. Friends are a gift from God. Friends are given to us by God to make life sweet. And friends are a tool in our lives that God can use to bring us closer to him. They're a circle of protection, of care, of wisdom that God puts around us. Um, And so this morning is about how to reclaim that gift from God. I want to share with you a few things friends have given me through the years. Um, I was sitting in a small group many years ago. I, I hope some of you are sitting in a small group this week or the week after. And uh, I was griping about my job, and someone in the group said, when are you going to go to school to become a pastor? And I said, I have no plans to become a pastor. Why would you say that? And everybody in the group laughed. And then one of them said, you're the only person in the room who doesn't know that you're going to be a pastor. And within a year, I had decided to go to school and, and pursue this, and I'm so thankful for that night in small group and those friends. A few years after that, I was uh, going to a, my group of guys I hang out with on Tuesday mornings. We have breakfast. We've done that for years. Now, for two years before this morning I'm talking about, my wife and I, we've been fighting a lot. But uh, the night before this one, we had had the fight to end all fights. Super embarrassing. I had no intention of talking about it. The first guy gets there and he says, how how are you doing? And I said, fine. He goes, how are you really doing? So I told him about what had happened, and then one by one, the friends arrive, and they say, man, what are you going to do? So my wife wants to go to counseling, but I don't know about that. And they're like, why not? 
And then one of the friends says this. He goes, this is what we do. We pretend like we don't know what we ought to do when we're in trouble, but we do know what we ought to do. And they gave, uh, gave me a name of a counselor that some of them had seen. And um, it was a wonderful journey. I mean, it didn't just put us back on track, but it made a way to launch us into a better relationship. I, I'm more in love with my wife than I was in the first 10 years, and we're celebrating 25 next year. I'm so thankful for those friends. A few years after that, my daughter starts having some trouble in school. I'm not talking about making C's in social studies. I'm talking about real trouble. The stuff you're, you're scared might happen. It's happening. And she wants to leave the school to get away from this group of friends that she's fallen in with. So we enroll her in a private school. We're not private school income kind of people. And so, but this school had a great discount for pastors. My wife took a second job that made it all work. So I show up the first day and I take out my checkbook and the gal says, you can, you can do that next month. Uh, one of your friends has already come by and paid your first month of tuition. So thankful for that. A few years after that, I had a friend call me on the phone. And he says, look, I'm struggling with this sin. I know you're struggling with the same sin. You've talked about it before. He said, Why, I've got these books. I've got these videos. Why don't we get together on Saturdays and let's fight. Let's put up a fight. Let's invite the Lord into this and let's face this thing. I said, okay. And it launched in for five years of a depth into scripture and into prayer that I didn't imagine. And it it, it has touched all parts of my life, not just the original reason I started. These are sacred moments. This is why God gives us friendship. And this is what every guy in the room is saying, yeah, that's what I want. That's why I think about going to church. It might be women too. I just don't know. I'm not a woman. I I don't know what y'all want. Trust me on this. I do not know what y'all want. But if if you're able to nod along with this, then more power to you. But I know it's true for the guys. Proverbs 18.24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Now I have some news for you. If that's the kind of sacred friendship that God can use in your life that you want, you can't have it directly. If that's what you want, you can't go for that and ever get it. You cannot approach a guy and say, hey, I'm looking for a guy that I can hang out with who will maybe, you know, uh, challenge me into deeper relationships. I'm looking for a guy who who will help guide me into a next step with God in my life. I'm looking for a guy who can encourage me in my career and my path ahead. I'm I'm looking for a guy who will loan me some money whenever I'm down. That sounds like a marriage proposal. That does not sound like you want to be friends. That I have been approached like that by guys in the church. In my younger days, I would even try to go, okay, I guess I could do that. It does not work. It is creepy and weird. You want those holy stories and yet you can't have them. A lot of times in the church we act like we can. We act like, well, we have an awareness of the depth that friendship could be. And we're spiritual people and we know we have spiritual needs. So so let's just cut to the chase and do that. And it doesn't work. This is why so many guys go to church, but then their friends are the guys they go fishing or hunting with. And it's two different groups. Because the church tries for something rightly, that you can't have that way. How does it happen? This morning I'm going to share with you a small step. 
a small step that you can take that will move that direction. So how did I get the friends in those stories? Well, okay, half the guys in those stories I got from just building the church. Here's a little secret. I like church work. Like, I actually would do it for fun. Half of what I do now, I used to do for free as a volunteer. Don't remind anyone of that. But um, I like this stuff. I, I, I like studying the scriptures and preaching. And I, I like getting up and opening uh, in the morning and sitting in a circle with guys and eating donuts and reading a passage of scripture and saying what it says. I like sitting around a campfire and talking about the future of the church. Well, there's a bunch of other guys who'd like it too. That's who I'm eating breakfast with on Tuesday mornings. And that's, we've kind of just been on that road and it's blossomed into all these other things. But the truth is we're just church geeks. So when you come here and you hold babies and sweep the floors and play instruments and turn the knobs and switches and you're doing the deal and the people who are doing it with you long-term are the people who like it and it turns into other things. The other half of the guys in those stories I met playing games in my basement. I have a gaming table in my basement. I've got the dice. I've got the hundreds of little plastic monsters and we love this stuff and we still do it every other Saturday like we're in junior high. Half the guys in those stories, we started out that way. And then it changes into talking about marriage, talking about health, talking about aging parents, talking about children, talking about prayer. I love to walk through the woods and turn over rocks and logs to see if there might be a snake or a frog under there. I've done that since I was a kid. I still love it. There's a guy here in the church and we go out camping for four days a year. All, all in a row, four days in a row. And uh, we can't take anyone else with this because they would all actually want to camp when what we actually are doing for four days is turning over rocks to see if there's rattlesnakes underneath. There's a small section of the population would ever want to do that. But we do. I think 90% of our friendship comes from those four days. It like charges battery up and we, we run on that energy for a whole year. And then we go do it again. Uh, I've loved movies forever and there's a a significant number of people in those stories that we just get together at my house on Friday and we watch movies. Sorry, movie watching group. I'm going through some stuff. We haven't done that for a while. We're going to get back to it though. But stuff you love. Stuff you love. And, And I've seen it. Now, you try to do that stuff in a church ministry. You know, we're going to have a movie night. We're going to have a game night. We're going to make a softball team. We're going to want a camping trip. And there's always some wet blanket off to the side saying, that's not ministry. That's just a social club. Well, first of all, the person saying that typically has no friends. Because that is ministry. That is how it begins, especially for guys. Guys don't look at each other and say, would you be my friend? Guys look at and say, isn't this awesome? And then then there's two guys on each side of them who also think it's awesome, and that's their friend. So that is how guys form the relationships that blossom into these other things. I've seen it in my friend group. They're gathered around me for one reason, but then they realize something else between them that's shared, and then they go do that too. Like, we play nerd games in the basement, but then some of them like to watch Chiefs football a lot. And so then they start forming a group to watch Chiefs games in their homes and and everything that goes along with that. Uh, Some of them like playing Frisbee golf. So they call each other and they go out and throw Frisbees into chained cages and that's because that's what they love doing. And then they talk about life and talk about family and talk about these other things. This is the one that weirds me out the most. Some of them like home projects. 
Like they like tearing stuff off their house and putting it back on again. And when they, one of them gets ready to do this, they all swarm around and they all go do that together. It's, it's awesome. That forms deep friendships. Don't call me. I can sweep the floor, actually. You can have me over. I, I can sweep the floor. Um, this is how it happens. I can't speak for women. Maybe this is true for you too, but for guys, this is definitely true. Guys make friends side by side facing something else that they love. And so, now for the one small step. Now for the one small step. This is going to be the easiest thing you've ever, the easiest thing you've ever been asked to do in church and then yet for some of you the hardest because of how your life's gotten itself arranged. But here it is. God is calling you this morning to take a small step into having fun. God is asking you to enjoy yourself and then to see who else is enjoying that with you. That might be your friend. That might be your friend. I'm inviting you to have fun. I've got two possible ways that can get going. The first and easiest way is to sign up for this men's retreat we have coming up. We have a men's retreat, October 8, 9, 10. Maybe it's 9, 10, 11. It's right around there. It's a Friday through a Sunday. We'll be back here in time for church. Um, it's all around fun. It's all around exactly what we're talking about here this morning. But it's not around just one guy's picture of fun. So you're not going to go on this retreat and get sucked into Garrett's nerd maze of entertainment. Um, there's like eight different guys planning this thing because we know some guys are warriors. Some guys like the rough, the tumble, the throwing, the catching, the running. We've got that on this retreat. Some guys are scholars. They want to read. They want to discuss. They want to debate. They want to get out the board game and compete in the, uh, the uh, competition of the dice. Some want to get a controller and compete in the digital you know, video game world. We've got all that on this retreat. Some are sages. They want to sit around the fire. They want to flick rocks in the fire. They want to talk about things. They want to get up early in the morning with coffee and open the Bible and see the scriptures. They like that stuff, not as an obligation. They would do it for fun. We've got that stuff on this retreat. Some are bards. They want to they play. They want to strum. They want to have a jam session. They want to sketch. They want to draw. They want to watch this movie and discuss, like, what made this movie great. They want to listen to this whole album. Let's have a whole album listen. And then let's talk afterward about where I was and why this became the soundtrack of my life. And remember when they used to make songs like this. We've got that on this retreat. It's like a nine-ring circus. And you just find the place where you want to play. And then you see who else wants to do that too. And that might be a friend. I'm not making any promises that that's all going to happen. But I'll tell you this, it's a heck of a lot more likely to happen here than it is you staying home and perfectly edging your sidewalk one more time or scrolling through your phone another night. And wives, don't let your husband use you and the kids as an excuse not to do this. We always get this a lot. Oh, I'm gone so many weekends, I can't be gone one more, I would just feel horrible. So this is where your husband needs you to give him a kick and tell him, I don't, I don't want you here another weekend for this reason. You need friends. Because you all know that a guy without friends is a future, worthless, grumpy old man looking for a place to happen. He needs friends. He needs this enriching, challenging discussion and reflection and all these sacred things in his life. Or he's just going to become a job loss, an affair, a nervous breakdown, a bunch of health problems. It's just going to blossom into all of that. Isolated guys are dangerous. You don't want one of those. So tell him, like, go, go. And guys, remember this when she wants to go on the women's retreat. 
you don't need her to diaper you another weekend. She can go. You're like, oh, I have small children. I care not. You can boil hot dogs. This is a great thing. When mom leaves, everything that happens there is stuff she doesn't know and doesn't need to know. All the times I nearly killed the children was when Ashley was away. And it's my kids' favorite memories, or at least memories. But, um, <laughs> but uh, that's how it goes. Dad rules. Dad rules are on. It can be a beautiful time. But you let her go. So we had, uh, we had a guy, because of COVID, he got to work remotely. And he got so remote, he chose to change states. And he came here to Lakeland for a year. Um, and so... But then he had to go back to work. So the last day he was here, we were talking out, out here. And he said, hey, I hear you like playing games in your basement with the dice and the little plastic monsters. I said, oh, yeah. He goes, I love that stuff, too. I said, why are we talking about this the last day that you're here? We could have been doing that all year. We could have been standing out here in the lobby talking about that. We could have been friends. This is what we do to guys. We, as guys, we stand out in the church lobby and we talk about this meaningless stuff that we don't even want to talk about. We never share ourselves and we never find friends. And we, we, so, so this is your next step. This is your next step. Start talking about the things that give you life and see who else lights up. Today, standing out in the lobby, instead of saying, oh, I'm busy. That's what we always say. Oh, I'm busy. I'm so busy. How? Everyone knows that. That is mindless conversation. Just alter it a little bit. Just be like, yeah, I'm real busy. But... Uh, I took an hour last week and I did this. I watched this. I made this. Now, 95% of guys are going to go, oh, that's cool. But one day, someone from that 5% is going to go, what? You like that too? I thought I was the only one. We should get together and do that. We should get together and watch that. We should get together and make one of those. And it begins. Now, for some of you, you're not doing anything that you enjoy anymore. And that's probably another sermon. But at least change your conversation to, yeah, I'm busy. It's not good. But if I had a free hour, this is what I'd love to do. Again, 19 out of 20 guys will say, oh, that sounds like, that sounds cool. But that one out of 20 is going to go, wait, you would? I thought I was the only one who, we should throw off this crazy stuff we're doing and put it on the calendar and go do that. We should do that. And from that builds the trust. And from that comes all those stories like I told you at the top. That's how God brings us into each other's lives for the work that he wants to do. At least, at the very least, wear a t-shirt that shows the things you actually like and just see who comes up and talks to you about it. I want to leave with a couple of uh, quotes. From C.S. Lewis, great Christian author, he wrote a great essay on friendship. Changed my life. First quote, friendship is unnecessary. Like philosophy, like art, it has no survival value. Rather, it's one of those things which give value to survival. You can live without friends. A lot of people do. But having friends makes it worth living. Another quote, Friendship is born at the moment when one man says to another, What? You too? I thought that no one but myself. Dot, dot, dot. So man, on the back of about every other seat in this room, there's a QR code. 
And if you shine your phone camera at that, it will take you to the This Week announcements. And in the This Week announcements, you'll find men's retreat, warriors, sages, scholars, and bards. And in there is a link to a form. And you can sign up for that retreat before you leave the room today. At the very least, plan as you walk out of here today to say, just just, just bring up in conversation something you really love doing or you would love doing and just see what happens, see what God does with it. Be in the habit of talking about the things that bring you life, not the things that suck life out of you. Amen.